So are you treating eating like washing your dirty laundry? You know, you go through the motions, it's a necessary but dull task, and you just want to get through it. So the question I'm going to pose today is, does where you eat actually really matter? Okay, so in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about your eating environment and why it's an important part of increasing the satisfaction factor with our eating, which is key if we're gonna continue on this intuitive eating journey. You're listening to Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. As a registered dietitian with over 20 years of experience, I've helped thousands of people get healthier and ultimately wealthier, and now it's your turn, busy mompreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing with you my self-love journey back to health after years of stress and challenges, including living with a spouse with mental illness, suffering a concussion, and living with post-concussion syndrome, illnesses in my family, a death in my family, divorce, and more illnesses in my family, and all this with three kids under the age of nine. If anyone can show you how to thrive and not just survive through challenges and setbacks, it's me. Hello, and welcome to episode 42 in the Intuitive Eating series. Does where you eat really matter? So today we're going to talk about the eating environment, okay? So in episode 41, we talked about the satisfaction factor and the environment and where we're eating, it can increase that satisfaction factor, right? So when we're becoming intuitive eaters, remember we're trying to get back to really feeling the enjoyment of food and, and feeling satisfied with the foods that we're eating and the meals that we're choosing. That's part of the process, right? Like we should feel satisfaction at the end of a meal, The environment has a role in that, right? So the environment in which we're eating, it can help increase that that satisfaction factor. So I think an easy way to explain it would be um, to think about it like this. So think about you've finally got that date night set up, right? Like maybe you've got a sitter for the kids. You're going to go out. Maybe you're going to meet some friends out. Maybe you're going out with a, a significant other. And you go to a higher end restaurant it's quiet. There's some, you know, nice calm music playing in the background. You've got white linen tablecloths, a nice table setting, maybe a little flower arrangement in the middle of the table. It's clean. It's carpeted. The sound doesn't carry. There's not a lot of, of noise from other tables and it just feels calm. Okay, so contrast that kind of eating environment with fast food restaurant where you're going to go in, it's bright colors, loud music, busy, you know, napkins on the floor, crumbs on the table, much different eating experience and environment between those two extremes. So that just can highlight how much our environment can play a role in the satisfaction that we get from our meals. Okay, so I want you to think about your current eating environment. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a series of things and just kind of get in that mindset of, hmm, what's my current eating environment like? Okay, and for those of you who might be new or you're wondering 
where the information for this intuitive eating series is coming from, you can go to my website, uh, kathyrichardsrd.com, and you can go into my book recommendations, and I'm pulling the information that I'm sharing in this series all from the Intuitive Eating Workbook. So there's 10 principles for nourishing a healthy relationship with food. Um, it's from uh, the two dietitians that kind of pioneered intuitive eating back in the 90s. And we are on principle number six, which is discover the satisfaction factor. So back in episode 41, I put that one out about a month ago. Um, things are busy, so I've gotten off track a bit. I talked about... Um, other things that come into satisfaction. And today we're going to focus on how the environment can have a role in, in satisfaction too. So let's get back to thinking about your eating environment. So number one, I want you to think about how much time do you set aside for meals? Okay, and it might be different. You can go through your day, like how much time do you set aside for yourself to eat breakfast? How much time do you set your, aside for eating lunch? And then the same thing with your with your supper, your evening meal. Okay, so think about how much time you give yourself. And then I want you to think about where are you eating your meals? Okay, so are you eating at work? Are you eating at home? Are you eating in a restaurant? Are you having a picnic? Like where are you eating most of your meals? And then... Are you sitting, standing, or walking while you're eating? Okay, remember, way back at the beginning of this series, we talked about that awareness, right? Self-awareness and, and paying attention. And our body doesn't always get that feedback that we're full or we might not even recognize our hunger cues if we're doing something else when we're eating, right? So are you moving around while you're eating? Are you sitting, standing, or think about it like this, are you doing other activities while you're eating? So you're talking on the phone, maybe you're in front of your computer at work. I know a lot of us get into that habit. Uh, watching TV is another place where some people might eat their meals or some people might eat a meal while they're driving, right? They might eat their breakfast or something on their way to work. Okay, so you're doing other activities when you're eating. If we think about that piece, there's some really interesting research coming out of um, the Health at Every Size book, and it shows that researchers monitored the digestive processes of 24 healthy college students while they ate. So this has to do with doing other activities when you eat, okay? So they monitored them while eating before a film, and then they monitored them when they ate during a film, okay? And while they ate while watching the movie, activity in their digestive tract was reduced and their digestion was less effective overall. So if you've got any like negative gastrointestinal symptoms happening and you're eating while you're doing other activities, that's not helping your body work with you as well, okay? And it wasn't too surprising. So research consistently finds that as much as 30 to 40% of our total physical response to a meal occurs during that that um, early phase of digestion, which just is... a uh, a fancy way of saying the time you spend seeing, smelling, and tasting your meal, that process and that awareness actually initiates a lot of our digestive activities, like releasing saliva and digestive enzymes, sending blood to the digestive organs to do their job. 
So in contracting the stomach and the intestines. So if you're not paying attention to the food itself, that process won't work as well. Okay, and then you won't metabolize your food as effectively. Your body doesn't get all the nutrients that it needs or, you know, get all those cues that help us stop eating, right? So you're still getting the calories, but you're not necessarily digesting them as well or getting that feedback from your body. Okay, and here's another interesting um, research study around that same area. So study participants first consumed a mineral drink under relaxing conditions. They completely absorbed two of those minerals that were in it, it was sodium and chloride, and then they were exposed to stressful conditions and they were asked to drink. Well, two people were talking to, to them from either side and their absorption from those minerals went from 100 to zero, okay? So the simple act of inattention altered their ability to take on those nutrients. Okay, so that is another reminder of eating with distractions and what that can do for not only like the hunger and fullness cues, but how your body actually uses the nutrients in the food. Okay, so we've looked at how much time you set aside for meals, where you eat most of your meals, what you're doing, like sitting, standing or driving or walking, and are you doing other activities? Okay, and then I think that little research I just shared highlights a good reason not to do other activities when we're eating and just to focus on eating itself. And then I want to ask you who you're eating with, okay? And if you're eating at home, in what room? Okay, and, and think about the room where you eat. Is it cluttered? Um, is it full of other objects? Like, does it... What kind of motion comes up when you think about eating in that space? And if you're eating at a table, what does it look like? Does it appeal? Is it someplace that you like to sit? Do you have matching utensils and things? Not that you need to, but these things can all influence how we're feeling while we're eating. Do you play music when you eat? Okay. And think about, um, yeah, those emotions that come up. Are you calm, anxious? Are you bored? Are you fearful? And think about that overall impression that you have of your eating environment. If you consider all those factors, how do you feel? Do you see any themes or any trends? Because what I'll often find with clients is, yeah, if they're not eating at a table, if they're focused on doing other things, obviously we know they're not going to digest as well. Um, sometimes it's to help them take away the attention to their eating because they feel uncomfortable or they feel anxious about eating. But that's also dampening those hunger and fullness cues, right? So it's going to feel uncomfortable for people that haven't been eating on a regular basis or they still are struggling with um, allowing themselves to have enjoyment from food. But we want to take a look at those things. And eating with other people you know, eating with my kids, my eating could happen a lot faster from eating with my kids because, um, you know, one of my, one of my daughters eats really fast. And then I noticed after a while I was eating really fast, but it was really just because I was responding to her speed at eating. So now we're focused on, you know, slowing down when we eat, we talk about awareness, we talk about the hunger and fullness, how it feels in our body. So we're trying to be, more intentional at mealtime to make sure we've we've got enough food we feel satisfied 
but that we're not eating so quickly that we have no idea what we've eaten, right? Because that's when you can get to that point of overfulness. Um, yeah, and eating with someone else, it can enhance your eating experience. It can also diminish it, right? Like, so if you're eating at work with other people and they're comparing what you're eating or they're talking about dieting, like, so it's to have the awareness of your comfort level and how you're, how you feel and how your emotions come up when you're eating with different people. There's so much research to support like family meal time, right? And conversation at meals and eating with other family members. But if it's a stressful situation, that may not be an environment that you want to put yourself into all the time as you're on your intuitive eating journey. And then I want you to think about what needs to change for you to cultivate a pleasant eating environment. Okay, so again, eating with intention doesn't have to be that you're sitting for like an hour to eat your meal in the evening with your family, but reducing distractions, so not having phones around, you know, not reading a book if you're on your own, not watching a show. Decreasing distractions, and incre- it can increase the pleasantness at mealtime, and that can increase that satisfaction that we get from our meal. Okay? So you can see there's lots of different things that can come into it, but I would encourage you to take a look at your eating space. Take a look at where you're eating and take a look at how you can make that a more pleasant environment to eat in. Does that mean maybe, yeah, you're, if you're eating with clutter on the table and piles of papers and things, that wouldn't lead to a, a pleasant eating experience. Maybe you have to, you know, invest a little bit, get some nice placemats, you know, you can get them in lots of different places and just kind of dress your table up and make it feel fun, right? Because think about when you have company coming and you set that table, does that feel like a more kind of like, pleasurable meal because you're with friends but also it's some of the environment piece too right so even myself I'll notice yeah if I have people coming and I tidy up a bit or I don't know if I'm the only one that does this but before I go on vacation I tend to have this tendency to clean my house and my house might look way different (laughs) before I go on vacation than it ever looks when I'm living in it but again it's kind of like cultivating that environment right because often when I clean I think oh I would this would be a great kind of place to live in too when it's in this state so it's kind of like I've been seeing posts on different social media platforms about going on vacation right and I've been thinking about that myself quite a bit lately like when you're on vacation why does it feel so freeing what feels different right well when you're on vacation you're in like a, a, a tidy environment usually you don't feel like you have to answer things or check things or deal with things, right, in your in your home while you're on vacation. And the days just kind of flow differently, right? So I know a lot of people that are focused on intuitive eating and, you know, improving how you feel about things. We also, a lot of us want to live more intentionally and, and you could call it intuitive living, right? So One of my goals is kind of to live like I'm on vacation and have that like relaxed state all the time and having that relaxation around mealtimes is going to be key to help our body absorb nutrients and get the most benefit from the food that we do eat on a daily basis, right? So, So does where you eat really matter? That was the question I started this episode with. I think it does. And it doesn't have to be any crazy over-the-top expensive thing, but 
something that makes you feel happy to sit down and eat. So I painted my dining table like this ruby kind of red like fuchsia color and I have green teal green kind of chairs and and then I have some you know fun placemats when the kids are here they have each have their specific placemat and then I have some springtime ones or fun tablecloths with cacti and stuff on it when when we have company and it's just to create a, a funner meal environment right so think about what needs to change and it doesn't have to be an expensive change but what could make your mealtime be more pleasant, okay? Because how your eating environment feels is going to add to that satisfaction factor that we talked about last time, and that's important in the process of becoming an intuitive eater, all right? So hopefully you found some helpful tips here. If you have any questions, if you have any feedback, I would love to hear from you, so let me know, and I'll speak to you next time. That's it for today's episode of Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. If you found this helpful and you have a friend who may also find it useful, feel free to share it with them. And don't forget, every month I'm going to draw one lucky reviewer who leaves a review on my podcast, who screen shares it with me on Instagram in my stories, they're in their stories. Um, one lucky reviewer will receive one free um, 60 minute intensive with me where we'll get down to the nitty gritty and figure out that one thing that's keeping you stuck from achieving your health and wellness goals. All right. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for my latest episode. Mm-hmm.